0: 4 one, two, one, two. get into it i am al foster and you are listening to the latest episode of dimed out and i know what you're thinking i know what you're thinking because believe me i'm thinking it i'm feeling it too when is it gonna end yeah it's it's rough out there the carnival keeps on going we are getting closer towards election day i mean i know this doesn't affect some of you thankfully uh yeah but it's difficult man it is rough Biscuits, for sure. I I have so many things to say. And if you follow me on Twitter, then you you, you know what I have to say. You've seen it. You know that I'm kind of being belligerent about it at the minute. I'm trying not to bring it on here. Because I know that for a lot of people, this is uh, a comfortable spot. A good place to be. Somewhere to get away from all that bullshittery. Uh, But yeah, man, I I can't help it. It's it's leaking through. It's, It's getting increasingly more difficult to deal with it's getting more difficult to deal with what i'm seeing and also to see the unwavering the still absolutely mind-boggling unwavering support for what i'm still seeing happening and what is continuing to happen and what is developing all the nonsense that just keeps on happening that keeps getting piled into the middle of all this just still has so much support it's insane it's insane. I'm not going to tee off on this. I'm not going to tee off on this. There is an episode coming. So, you know, <laughs> if you want that, it is coming. It is coming towards the back end of the first season, which this show is now. Yeah, that's the first bit of housekeeping, and it's a good way to leverage into to different territories that are happier, I guess. Yeah, I made the decision to make this show a seasonal show. It was going to be just episodic, week after week after week after week. But then after some serious thinking and soul-searching, I decided it's going to be better to do the show as a seasonal format for a number of reasons. First and foremost, it gives me a break. It allows me to live, to to not worry about the minutiae of everything involved with the show. It gives me a chance to breathe and to just be, which, you know, I'm a huge... Huge believer in, I'm a huge advocate in just being. I don't practice what I preach nearly half as much as I should. So, this is me allowing myself to do that, to actually follow my own advice for a change and just be. The other thing is, it allows me to look further ahead. You know, I'm not playing catch up, I'm not swimming against the tide, as it were. I can look at ideas for season two, can maybe look at chaining a few different themes together look at reaching out to different guests and taking different approaches and trying different things and at the same time also listening to your feedback you know it gives you guys the opportunity to tell me what you like about the first season what you didn't care so much for in the first season which is just as if not more important and you know it allows you to help shape the show as well because that's what i want i don't want it to be just ...all of my ideas. Yes, I'm the one that's recording and editing and putting it together... ...but I want you guys to be just as equally involved. If there's a specific theme or a topic... ...or an idea that you want to share and inject into the show, please do. Seriously, I'm always open to suggestions. And you can find me, as I've said in the past, the best way to find me is on Twitter at I am Mal Foster. Same goes for Instagram as well. Those are the two main platforms I use for the show. We do have a Facebook page, slash group, whatever it is. But that's basically just a billboard. I do a lot more interacting on Twitter and Instagram. So if you're not following me on there and you want to get in touch about the show or about anything, please do. I'm all ears. So yeah, the first season concludes. It caps off... Uh, episode 26 this is episode 21 at the end of this week's conversation i'll kind of talk to you a little bit more about what you can expect in the next coming weeks leading up to the season finale oh man that sounds kind of cool to say um yeah i'm going to talk a little bit more about that at the back end so yeah if you want to know what to expect in the next coming few weeks then uh, stick around after the conversation and I'll, i'll kind of give you a little brief rundown of what you can expect But in the meantime, two things. First and foremost, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Scott Davidson from Living Adaptive, please do so not only is it a cracking episode and yes i'm gonna say that i'm gonna put all modesty aside it is a bloody cracking episode scott was an absolute pleasure to sit down with and talk to i loved hearing about his story i've loved getting to know him more and i love getting to know what he is doing with living adaptive i'm gonna say no more because if you haven't if you're not aware of what he's doing with living adaptive if you're not aware of who scott is I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go listen to the episode, go enlighten yourself There's some amazing stuff that is happening and uh, learn how you can also be uh, a part of it as well, you know, because it's, it's not just a case of listening and supporting. You can get active, you know, you can be a participant in making significant change. I have found that, you know, since talking with Scott, since learning about the adaptive community, I find myself getting more involved in little ways, not huge ways, just little ways, but still, you know, I think they help. Uh, I don't want to brag. In fact, I can't brag because in the grand scheme of things, it's a, a tiny drop in a very vast ocean of incredible achievements and accomplishments. But uh, on Saturday, I did myself uh, did myself proud somewhat. Ran my first official 10K, all in the name of We Just Felt Like Running, a virtual race for the uh, Forest Stump organization. And uh, yeah, it felt good. It felt good doing something for somebody else, using my mobility for a good cause, raising some sense of awareness towards a really worthy cause. And it also just felt good on a personal level as well. You know, just doing something I haven't done before. Haven't ran 10K officially, and I certainly haven't ran that distance for some time. So that was challenging, but I did it and I did it for a worthy cause. But anyway, not bragging, really not. Because it's not worth bragging about whatsoever. But go check out the episode with Scott. It's absolutely cracking. He's a lovely fella and he's doing amazing stuff. Speaking of lovely people doing amazing stuff, that brings us nicely into this week's episode. It's the first of two conversations with the always, always wonderful and just absolutely charming and illuminating Rachel Shaw. I don't think she's been called illuminating. Maybe she has. I don't know. I'll have to check with that. You know, I'll have to ask if she's ever been referred to as illuminating. But I'm going to make a bold predicament. Predicament? Prediction. That's the one. am going to make one of those. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Within the first five to ten minutes of this conversation, if you are wearing socks, I think Rachel's going to charm them right off your feet. I've known Rachel for about 16 years. Something like that. Wow. That just makes me feel really old now. Anyway, I've known her for quite some time and I always have time for her. She is whip smart. She's really sweet. She's really funny. She's dorky. She's delightful. And it was an absolute pleasure to have her come on the show and talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Next week, we're getting into alternative medicine, alternative lifestyle practices, uh, self-betterment techniques. We get into what we refer to as woo-woo stuff. Yeah, we kind of talk about it a little bit here, but we touch more upon it next week. Um, But this week we are talking about a very big change in Rachel's life. I'm not going to get too much into it because that is the, the main crux of this episode. But needless to say, she is making an inspired choice. She is branching out. She's doing something on her own. She's doing something that she believes in, something that she cares about, something that she is passionate about. Similar to Scott. And, you know... I always always have time for people that are willing to take a chance, you know, to to roll the dice, especially when it's something that they care about and that they are invested in and something that is just very much them. And uh, I think you will agree when we get into this part of the conversation with Rachel that that is exactly what is happening here. I'm going to plug her company at the end, but in the meantime I'm going to waste no more time. Uh, this is me talking with the always wonderful and illuminated (laughs) Rachel Shaw. This is it, because there is no grand intro. As you probably well know,
1: do I not it's get like a big?
0: Not on air. You, you get you get a build up beforehand, like everyone does. But you know, I just Bunch find it that. awkward introducing people while I'm talking to them.
1: <laughs> when you're looking at them.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a bit odd. Yeah. Plus, it's it's training me to make the intros shorter as well because I tend to tend to waffle
1: on a little. That's the whole. That's your like jazz, though, isn't it? Your jam. Oh, I'm just talking jazz? shit.
0: Yeah. It's my jazz jam. Oh, good jam.
1: shit! your <laughs> jazzy jam. It's good though. I like my, it. My jazzy what makes you jam. You?
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's why I can do this because I'm pretty well adapted at just talking nonsense in, in what I like to think is a reasonably entertaining way.
1: But... I, I think it's pretty entertaining.
0: Cool. I'm into it. Nice. That's what. I, that's all I need. That's all I need. So, uh, so how are you doing?
1: I'm really good. I am. Um in the middle well I've actually just finished the second of two courses that I booked myself for when I ended work so a bit of background I quit my job obviously (laughs) as you know I quit my job like three months ago not really knowing what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and that finished um two two weeks and a day ago but what I did is because I had a three-month notice period to work and I've worked so intensely for such a long time and I didn't really know what was next I kind of planned so that the two weeks immediately following finishing work I would do two courses that I've wanted to do for ages um, of like professional development and get a good professional qualification behind me and that kind of then creates a bit of a transition however in the meantime I've like been looking for jobs and been offered a job and been turned and turned down a job and decided that I'm going to set up my own business and had all these crazy ideas so yeah I'm like I'm pumped and I'm energized and I'm I'm buzzed because I've just my brain is honestly just full of exploding of ideas and things that I want to do so I feel really like I'm on like a proper energy high at the minute it's really good actually
0: this this is like music to my ears because we've 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 talked off air about this quite a bit and and I know full well that this has been not an easy decision for you because you've been somebody that has been working since 15 right steadily yeah so to kind of go into I mean it's difficult for anybody especially at the minute when when everything is so uncertain to kind of go into uh, a phase of unemployment it's it's can it's concerning and it's 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 a sort of area in which you're adding more uncertainty to to a situation which is out of your hands. But you found yourself at a crossroads, as you've just sort of mentioned, about possibly taking up another position, which wasn't a million miles away from what you've been doing, or setting something up of your own. And both have pros and cons, and you were a little bit uncertain about what to do it seemed like you were kind of pulled in in two directions
1: everyone I spoke to I was like 80% this way then I spoke to somebody else and I was 80% the other way and I was like what I don't even know my own mind anymore yeah it was tough I had a rough weekend last weekend
0: but you came to this decision by yourself though I mean it's good that you were weighing up people's opinions and getting people's yes. sort of feedback and using people as sound boards but this is something that you've you've come to on your own volition right this is something that you've taken stock of everyone's answers and ideas and opinions yeah. but you've ultimately sat with it I'm hoping this is the case that you've sat no with Sean it. forced me yeah <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I did I did I did I had a re- but I had a really do you know what was really weird I did the the traditional pros and cons list on a mm-hmm. piece of paper and yeah. my pros for both Pretty lengthy and pretty equal, and right. my cons for both were relatively small and relatively equal and actually, the biggest con of all for doing my own thing is this is terrifying, and it's completely unknown and it 's highly risky, and there's just no financial stability behind it, which really those cons outweighed the cons of of taking a steady job with a yeah. steady wage again but I just there was one thing on the pros or well it was kind of floating around in between all of them yeah and it was like if you take this job this will be a con and if you take if you don't take it it'll be a pro and it was basically that I wouldn't be being my true genuine authentic self and that is something that's come from um I've been working with like a, a life coach which sounds so airy-fairy so I like to call her a professional development coach okay. for the last 12 months and she's worked with me through all sorts and it's kind of it's like a weird merge of counselling as well in a in a weird way which yeah she's been amazing yeah but it's not and she she told me like the way that they define counselling is when I can't remember what it's what it was but counselling is kind of like when you need to look at the past and coaching is like looking at the future and the now
0: okay yeah
1: it kind of did touch on things like that as well, like she she went into things like why do you why do you always take loads of extra work on? why do you it's like kind of you have to feel needed or you have to feel in control and so I've worked through all these different things, but there's a, a few things that she said to me over the last year, and they've really just stuck with me, and one of them is about being your true and genuine authentic self, and I'm like, why can't everybody just have that opportunity which I'm fully aware it's not really an option for everybody and I am super privileged because this was my choice it wasn't forced on me like so many other people Mm -hmm. you know you were saying how it's really uncertain times and it's really hard to go through this and I think if I mean there's hundreds of thousands of people now who have been forced into this situation they haven't made that decision whereas I have and at some points when I was telling people I decided to quit my job and I think everybody just assumed that I'd been let go or my role had been made redundant. And I was like, right. no, no, no. And everyone thinks it's because of COVID. And I'm like, no, no, no. I've been thinking about this for six months and it's my decision. And I feel like I'm really um, I'm really privileged and I do know that, but also a little bit selfish when there's other people who haven't had that option. But I, but I had to do it for me because like, my mental health needed it, really.
0: Yeah, I get, I get that. I get the feeling of, of you know, uh when you compare and contrast yourself to other people's situations and it might feel like it's, it's a selfish play but if you can do something for yourself that's going to improve yourself then that by proxy kind of improves things not just for you internally but for those of you those people around you as well so it kind of has a knock on the yeah
1: that's a really good point actually at the
0: end of the day if you are not looking after yourself then then I, I I honestly don't know. I mean, there's there's a limitation, sure. Don't be a selfish mm. douchebag a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> think of other people. <laughs> that was your plan, right? But no, I think I think you do just have to look after yourself. Um, I mean that sounds really obvious. no
1: you're right though because and I think what you're saying is right about that periphery and the people like you know it's that um that domino effect or whatever Mm because actually I think and I've said this loads of times I've probably even said it to you like the last however many years probably like building up over the last seven years while I have been properly not not deliberately chasing down a career but just naturally throwing myself into it I've I've not been as good of a friend I've certainly not been as a good wife I'm not a good daughter I'm not really a good anything you know like in in terms of benefiting people's lives, I used to be really bloody good at buying <laughs> the most thoughtful presents for people, and I used to be super thoughtful, you know, just like leave little notes lying around the house for Sean sure. just i I used to just be super thoughtful to everybody and just send people little notes and send people little texts or emails or just anything like that and I feel like definitely over the last two or three years that has gone like I don't even I honestly got to a point where I was like I need to start writing down things that are happening in my friend's lives and check what I'm writing before I speak to them because I haven't got a clue what's going on in their lives because I can't remember because it's all just full of work yeah that's bad isn't it it
0: is it's not good Rachel I'll be honest
1: (laughs) but it's already getting better I think I think
0: But the thing is, as well, you know, and and to kind of add a little bit of counterbalance to that, at least you're having the thought about that. At least you're kind of recognizing that was happening and that that you are consciously thinking, oh, I'm missing things here. I'm not exactly who I want to be or where I want to be. And that goes a long way, you know, Um, just Mm -hmm. the the act of recognition. And even if you don't particularly act on it as hard or as immediately as as you probably could or should do, you know, recognizing is, is definitely better than just plowing through blindly and not realizing this until somebody else tells you
1: i have noticed a lot more people um and this is kind of something that we could talk about in terms of curating your world around you i guess mm-hmm. okay so the journey that i took to get to this which is a bit random sorry i'm just going off on the no tangent, no no go but... for
0: it that's what we do here random tangents That's what we do.
1: um so I, I feel like all this started by I started listening to a podcast was it this one called no oh. it was ramble on because it was too too far ago <laughs> this didn't exist then it was uh no it was called little chapters okay um and it's just these two girls who are on instagram and one of them's like super minimalist and the other one is her friend who is she like helps businesses with marketing and stuff and i I can't even remember how i randomly found these people on instagram and then they started a podcast and i started listening to it and both of them have given up their jobs to go and do their own thing
0: okay
1: but they're also a little bit woo woo (laughs) and um also, what do you mean
0: by woo woo? Can we get a bit more of a concrete definition? And what makes like, them woo woo?
1: They do tarot cards oh, and okay. um, into spirituality and what is that? Just spirituality. Not
0: into spirituality is that like people with different? No, spirits? they're
1: into. It. Oh, they're
0: into. Oh, I thought they were like <laughs> merging different beliefs to create like a that hybrid system. Good. That probably does exist.
1: Probably. But they, but they're like they're super sensible. Mm-hmm but also woo-woo, but also really authentic to themselves. Anyway, so this kind of, I was listening to these and, and it didn't actually go on for very long. They um, they did maybe 10, 11 episodes. I was really gutted when they stopped and I actually messaged them and everything like, what's going on, guys? I miss you. Um, proper fangirling over some random Instagram person. Sounds totally not like me. It <laughs> actually
0: doesn't. It's very strange, but yeah
1: honestly i'll I'll send you the links you'll understand okay. why one of them's just like she literally just has a capsule wardrobe and it was actually at this point where me and sean started going down the minimalism route mm-hmm. and getting rid of things not in the merry condo way Marie Kwon- mary condo mary condo mary condo that's it yeah. not in the spark of joy kind of way because i i don't know that's it's it doesn't have to be like that.
0: no see I don't I I kind of followed her as a template for moving over here in terms of like looking at things I want to get rid of things I want to keep oh, and no. and I did that but I didn't do the whole hold it to your chest and, and whisper in it to your thing you know of, of like sending it on its way into the universe it's nice that's a nice idea and yeah. there's nice sentiment, No, it's lovely but that is a little bit what I would say is woo woo
1: yeah that's woo woo exactly yeah it is <laughs> that's a bit woo-woo, but not my sort of woo-woo. No. I've got to...
0: Yeah, you, yeah. you have your own particular branch of woo-woo, which <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get to. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. Um, Sorry, I, so I didn't yeah, mean to I, cut you
0: off. You were saying about chapters, minimalism.
1: Yeah, and so like a lot of the stuff they were talking about and a lot of, like they were talking about comparison being the thief of joy and I don't know, I just, Ooh. I've never really listened too much to podcasts apart from yours. Good answer. So I was never... So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was proper hooked on it. And then when it stopped, I was like, oh, man.
0: Can I? Can so I then, just, then I started listening. Can I rewind a second? Because you just dropped a phrase. Yeah. That like Comparison is the thief of joy. Is that what you said? Yeah. So I'm presuming yes. they mean as in you comparing yourself to other people.
1: Yeah. And that's basically Absolutely. taking away
0: from the joy that you could elicit by just being you and doing things that you like and you enjoy. Yeah. Is that kind of what I'm getting exactly.
1: from Exactly. Exactly. And social media is obviously the biggest culprit yeah, of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and that kind of comes back to like curating your own feed, I guess, as well as cur- It can you can look at curating your social media and you can look at like curating your life and surrounding yourself with people with similar values and all these different things. And I think over this time I've been subconsciously curating my... Environment around myself, mm-hmm. um and so yeah, that's where it started from. Then when they went, I was like, "Oh my god, what am I going to listen to now?" Then I started listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sundays. Okay. While I was out running, and but selectively because you know the story about the dog was three oh my god, I nearly said three days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the dog oh, wow! Three now that's the story. <laughs> that's that's a hook for any podcast. I don't care how famous you are. You could be Oprah, you could be Ollie down the street who works at the BP garage. If you're doing a show in which you have a story about a dog with three dicks, I'm downloading that.
1: Oh my God, the dog with three legs. Yeah, I skipped that one. Um, But she has all these people on, like Eckhart Tolle. And yeah, I've been listening to more and more of this stuff. And I was like, all these people are living their best lives. (laughs) Sounds so corny. I'm like, why can't I have that? So, so corny. Um, But yeah, so I've been building this up. And then I started just following random groups on Facebook. And again, I'm not really, I'm not really a big poster Mm -hmm. on social media, but I'm a big lurker. And um, so now, honestly, I follow so many groups basically of just inspiring people. So Adventure Queens, Love Her Wild, a lot of them are like outdoors related sure. basically. Um Mountains for the mind, um, sustainability, um, sustainable fashion, a lot of like eco friendly ones, basically loads of groups of like minded people who share similar passions and values that I do. And I've noticed totally full circle, see I can do a tangent but I can come back that there's loads and loads of people posting on these um, groups saying how they're at a crossroads they want to change what their life is like and you know they're being inspired by all these other people that they have come together with on the internet all these strangers and that everybody's kind of mentoring each other they're like geeing each other on and saying oh yeah I did this last year and I've gone and studied x and y course and you can do it and it's it's just been so inspiring and I've thought yeah I can do this and just looked at all these other people who were going through the same thing and who have been so inspired by other people doing it already and yeah it's just been it's been a big help as well as obviously you know like Sean being super supportive. As
0: good and as important as in integral as it is to have the support and and constant sort of uh, goal nourishment from those around you, people that you live with, people that you love. I think it is actually really important for you to find places of like-minded individuals who are coming together under the same umbrella of interests and who are supporting each other. I can attest to that for all the ills that are on Facebook, for all the sort of trappings of social media, one thing I found that's really good it kind of really sort of cements what you've just said is that there are groups that really do kind of help each other with either resources or just support, so whether it's for like podcasting stuff which I've been looking into recently, or if it's writing groups um where people share their stories about what they're working on. They will ask people for advice. What would you do with this? What would you do that? Some people will share success stories of saying, I've just self-published my first book. Here's the artwork and stuff like that. And it's generally really, really nice. And I think that is the part of the internet that I have found to be the most beneficial in, I would say, the last year for sure, is seeing people actually be nice to each other as they say, under an umbrella of a shared interest and supporting each other. So, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. And I can see how if you've tapped into, it seems like you've tapped into a number of networks that have really kind of helped sort of power you to your your energized state that you seem to be in. Yeah, you seem supercharged.
1: I am super. Ch- I have just done an absolutely insane mega run though, as well. So, so and <laughs> I, like no, and, and on Tuesday. So I'm I'm like at the peak of my running fitness at the minute as well. So I'm just like. Yes.
0: It seems honestly, it it, it it an absolute joy to see you at this point.
1: Even with my straggly hair. That's right.
0: Even with your straggly and hair. And
1: my red face, white tash post run. That's right, face. and
0: your massive headphones. <laughs> I wanted to get back to the crossroads in your life and the decision that you've made and the reason that you were so hyper-energised and supercharged. What is it that you are now going to be doing?
1: So now what I'm going to be doing, I haven't quite properly formalised it, whatever the word is. Um,
0: formulated. Said yeah. it? Yeah. One of those. Don't worry, I get words all the it in
1: my brain. Sure.
0: We all know what you mean.
1: So I'm Trelloing like crazy and just throwing things on there because, um, like I said, my head's been buzzing full of ideas. Um, especially while I've been on my courses it's almost come at the wrong time because I want to just focus on my my new business idea but what I really want to do is I want to be like um, a business consultant to really small entrepreneurs or small startup businesses who have an ethical or eco-friendly or sustainable focus in their business so well, I have seen, and I, and I don't know if it is because of COVID or if it's just a sign like a sign of the times, but um, so many people are starting up their own businesses now, literally from their spare rooms or from their parents' house or, you, you know, just from their garage or they're doing it part-time. And a lot of these people are setting up like vegan skincare or vegan bakeries. There's like eco-friendly kids because... Obviously, this is a huge, a huge thing in the media, um, and it's it's almost like on trend to be eco-friendly and sustainable, which is no bad thing. Like I have no, no problem, and I I also controversially slightly don't have as much of a problem with big companies greenwashing because at least if they're moving in the right direction, that's better than they're not just going to stop trading and change right, everything yeah. that they do. I would yeah. rather that they are heading in the right direction. Sure. So this I've seen. Um, a big boom in like zero waste shops and all these different places. and what I'm thinking is there is quite a lot of people who support um, small businesses and, and actually large businesses from um, the social media standpoint and from like an accountancy and finance. but I really focused in my career and and what I think I can provide to these companies is organizational strategy, just processes and procedures, like all the boring stuff, revenue optimization like the stuff that no but not the sexy stuff not the <laughs> n- not the buying and researching fancy products i mean i'll do that as well cuz who's who's not going to want to sit on the internet and look for fun stuff not like generating leads and writing copy and doing fancy social media posts cuz i i ain't into that stuff i will build you a spreadsheet but
0: it could be a sexy spreadsheet
1: oh yeah it will be obviously <laughs> that's the sexy stuff to me but to other people who you know they're a nurse full time and on the side they sell um i don't know they sell handmade jewelry or something that's made out of recycled plastic bottles they don't they just want to get on with making things and selling it and being you know and being out there and talking to the customers they don't want to be like oh well how do i optimize my inventory management and all that Mm -hmm. stuff so that's kind of where i think i could come in and like help them out and yeah so that's but like i say this is inception phase at the moment in my brain
0: sure this stuff is all incredibly integral though because I can tell you from from my standpoint, and although it's not a business, it is a thing that I make and distribute. And the logistics are the thing that I hate doing the most. <laughs> I hate putting together calendars. I hate looking ahead. I hate getting things organized. I hate all of the the sort of structural rigmarole that goes with it. And it's it's so time consuming. So I'm really confident in the fact that what you can do all the sexy spreadsheet stuff will be in demand especially as you say a lot of people are starting up businesses because they are seeing this as a launchpad to do something that maybe they've been doing in the background like you say making jewelry doing things and doing it on the side a little bit at a time when they can a lot of people are now having more time to do that and they're looking at this as well this is maybe a viable opportunity for me to work for myself so you are getting more people doing that but don't even know where to begin with terms of organization and distribution and all of that sexy stuff
1: that's it and i think actually you you touched on it there because so many people with them being on furlough have Mm -hmm. you know it might have been something they were just playing at before they're suddenly on furlough and they're like i can throw myself into my business and then they suddenly um realize oh actually i I can actually make this into a business that can make money I read a book not so long ago which also helped me kind of make my decision called how to find fulfilling work and I've read a couple of things about this and it said if you have the fear that you need to make something work you will make it work so say like you've got a part-time job or you've got a full-time job and you do something on the side that really is your passion but you don't want to leave your full-time secure job because your passion might not work it'll never work well it might do but Nine times out of ten it probably won't because your focus isn't on it. But suddenly you quit your job like this idiot over here and and you have to make it work because you don't have a choice. That's you know, that's you have to make it work because that is going to become your secure future. Um yeah. and I think like having people on furlough, it's kind of almost given them that time and that energy and that um drive to to think, oh, the stuff that I love doing at the weekend, I could just do it in the week and have my weekends back to, you know, do other stuff and do what I love as a job why not so yeah I think it's been and that's why a a couple of people who were negative about my decision which was mainly like the HR person at the place that had offered me the job (laughs) and was saying it's really not a good time to go and set up especially as a consultancy and you know in the current climate and all this sort of stuff I'm seeing as a, a massive opportunity because there is a big boom in all these small businesses who've really just Grown so much over the last few months, and now they're like, "Oh crap! I'm, I've actually got more sales than I know what to do with, and I can't manage it, and I'm actually running out of stock." And so, yeah, i um, I think that's. I'm hoping that that is going to be very successful.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I, I do genuinely think it is. Um, you know, for all those reasons that we've recapped, but you touched on something at the end there, which is also really interesting because people are beginning to find success in it, and they're beginning to maybe become a little bit overwhelmed with what's yeah. happening you know in terms of sales and there's going to be more demand on stuff especially people that are actually making things I think because one thing that quarantine lockdown pandemic has really inspired people to do is pursue hobbies and crafts and making oh, yeah. these tactile things so you're seeing more and more of that and you know I imagine and this is just pure speculation but stuff <laughs> on Etsy for example It's probably booming because people have the time to do that more. And because they're getting more sales come in, as you say, Mm -hmm. it's becoming a little bit overwhelming for them. It's kind of like, well, I was used to doing like three or four orders every few weeks. Now I'm doing three or four orders every few days. And I can't spare the time to do the logistics, the organization, the resourcing, and make the stuff. So... Yeah, yep. I think now is a really good time. As as weird as it sounds with so much uncertainty, I think it is actually a really good time for that sort of thing. Yes. But um the the nature of of you targeting eco specific businesses. This is because this is something that's that's near and dear to, to you, right? Yeah. And who you are. And this kind of I imagine goes back to the idea of authenticity and being your authentic self. Yes,
1: exactly. My inner hippie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, or my fippy
1: That's what sh- your fippy. fippy That's what um some of my friends and Sean call it. My because my, I'm a fake. Why a fake hippie?
0: Oh, why are you a fake hippie?
1: I don't know. Because and this is the thing. It's like because I've had this like corporate job where I'm like flying around the world and I'm like some super boss lady.
0: <laughs> oh so it's it's kind of like the faintness comes from these these are things that you generally care about but what you've been doing before have kind of contradicted yeah. it a little bit exactly so, and
1: also because i really i do actually really like structure and spreadsheets and being on time that's not really right. like what a hippie's like is it <laughs> and i like being a control freak
0: i don't think that was at the nucleus of woodstock i don't think spreadsheets and scheduled calendars uh, in- and I'm
1: really not into drugs. Like, I cannot, I can't even stand being drunk because I don't want to feel like I'm not in control of my own body and my mind.
0: No, so, do you feel be like... the
1: worst hippie. Do you feel like
0: you're more comfortable at being a hippie or a fippy now than you would be in, like, the summer of love in, like, 67?
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Like, And I'm a massive prude as well, so, oh, like, man. I wouldn't be into that. <laughs> I I really like the idea of being maybe a hip maybe it's not a hippie it's just something else I'm just like spiritual I, you can be spiritual without all the weird hippie stuff can't you again
0: you can be spiritual without being religious as well you can you know yeah it's it's about fine-tuning what works for you and you know you use the phrase fippy and then, you know I kind of get that a little bit with the contrast of sort of a corporate lifestyle and what have you but it's it's redefining set ideas and labels and beliefs and stereotypical elements of what a thing is. You know, everybody has an idea of what a hippie is, for example. We'll just keep using that for the time being. But it doesn't necessarily have to be solely that, you know. Um, you can incorporate a lot of the same beliefs, the, the same care for ecosystem of the planet, of the preservation of, of earth but at the same time you can also enjoy things that contrast it i feel like you don't
1: starbucks
0: exactly <laughs> there you go you can be all about zero waste but at the same time occasionally allow yourself something from starbucks i i just in a
1: use in a reusable cup though
0: definitely because otherwise <laughs> you really can't claim any hippie credentials no um yeah i think i think that's fair enough that you can, you, we're at a point where we should be able to sort of pick and choose, you know, identity is, is not just a singular thing. And it's not just a singular thing that is based on a set amount of pre-determined factors and elements. You know, the world is changing. Everything is becoming more fluid. Everything's overlapping a lot more. And uh yeah, you know, you can, you can be a hippie.
1: Or a fippy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we're saying that you, you've picked this because it's, it's more true to your, your identity as it is something that you genuinely believe in and are passionate about. And, and I know that because you've, we've, we've talked about zero waste. We've talked about um, conservation stuff before in the past. Did you feel that outside of it being an authentic thing to you, that it had to be something that you would be interested in? And is that one of the reasons why you've decided to do it? Because this is something that you can push forward in, in an area where you actually care about. Because I, from my perspective I've worked countless jobs where I couldn't give a toss about what I was selling or what the company did
1: yes but do you know why because no matter what job I do I I don't know what it is about my personality but I am all in like my friends have said to me you could be cleaning toilets and you would clean you would clean that toilet Mm -hmm. like it would be the cleanest toilet ever because when it's a job i don't know if it's something that's been inbuilt to me from like being a child or if it's my control i don't i don't know what it is but i am in it so i used to work an ink manufacturer who's excited by that and it was all about like pantone colors but i just i don't know i was really into it And when I used to work in like clothes shops, I mean, I quite liked clothes at the time and stuff. And I was just really into it. So I think my problem is, not a problem, I guess it's not a problem, but when it comes to work, I'm very dedicated and very hardworking. And I think that I would be one of those people who if I won the lottery I don't really want to win the lottery I would quite happily win enough money that I could do something that makes sad animals happy but I would still want to carry on working because I feel like that's my purpose in life Uh so if I'm gonna throw myself all in and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna like kill myself for my career why not do it for myself and why not do something that's actually going to benefit other people and the planet so yeah I think it had to be something like that I would have worked at it and work, made it work and work hard no matter what the the end goal was yeah. or the, the purpose but to align it then even with like with my own values and what I want in the world then yeah I don't know it just it gives you that extra fire in your belly and I think that's what's going to keep me motivated through the winter months when things are going to get tough I'm sure because I do not do well in winter and You know, when it's not looking like it's going to be successful, which I'm sure will will be happening in the next few months or year or whatever, that's what's going to keep me going. The knowledge that, yes, I'm doing this, not just because it's a job, I'm doing this for me, for my family, and for the planet.
0: See, I think you have to do that though. If you're going to embark on something like what you're doing, setting up shop on your own, you have to be doing something that either you know that you can do extremely well or, or, and, or, and, or, either way, uh, something that you genuinely care about because it's, there will be points where it's tough. There'll be points where you doubt what you've done. There'll be points where you doubt what you're doing and where things are going. But having that to fall back on, to realize that I'm doing it for this reason. What I'm doing is this, this thing that I care about that is of a benefit to me because it's something I'm personally invested in. And because in your situation, it's, it's helping others in the long term Yeah, with the nature I think of that it. it's
1: down to what your motivator is, though. Do you not think? Because some people are so motivated by money that actually they would do something that is not really aligned with their values just because they know it can make a shed load of money. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: that's what they need.
0: Yeah, of course, you will get people that do that. But I call them soulless automatons and I have no time for them. <laughs> if you're doing something simply because it's going to make you a shed load of money you can get out i i don't i don't care to speak to you honestly i don't you know if you're doing something because it's something you love it's something that appeals to you on a deep level that resonates absolutely i will talk to you all day about that i want to pick your brains if you're doing something that you have zero interest or knowledge in but simply because you know it can make you a bit of cash piss off
1: you know how hard that is though like honestly the amount of people that i've spoken to um and sorry we are going on about this like home life decision a bit a bit but the the amount of people that i've spoken to and actually i spoke to another um ex-colleague of mine this week when i was making my decision who's actually a contractor and and he was really open and he said you know we're doing this for completely different reasons like i'm doing this because i want to make as much money as possible in the shortest amount of time as possible and i'll charge 800 pounds a day and i was like that's so much money but companies will pay that for people's skills Mm -hmm. um and i it is really really hard to get people to understand and believe what your motivations are because I've had quite a few interviews recently and I I actually have had to lie about my previous salary because I was getting so many rejections for jobs that I knew that I could do. And it was either my title or my salary. And people didn't believe that I'd want to take more than half of what I was earning, you know, like a third of what I was earning. Yeah. I guess I, they just clearly didn't understand my motivation. And I was actually sending a lot of emails to say, I just want to address this element of my current title and my salary. Because even though I was dropping it down, it was still significantly more than what they were offering. And I just didn't like the responses back were really tough. And, and Sean actually did the same two or three years ago, where he wanted to take a step back and he got a lot of weird, awkward questions and people just having a huge disbelief about, well, why, why don't you want more money? Mm. Why do you want less money? And I was like, what is wrong with people? And, and it makes me think that so many people are money, money motivated, that the fact that it's so hard to get across your point that that is not, that is not a motivator
0: for us it's sad but it's, it's an indictment of, of the world we live in and sort of western society mm-hmm. the fact that there is so much onus and emphasis put on money being a driving factor for things and of course in some Bad. cases it has to be some cases people oh yeah have to go for money to provide to survive but um yeah when it becomes just the standard when it becomes the the social norm. That you only apply for a job or you only do a job because it pays X amount. It's uh, it's 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 pretty sad. But yep. you know, uh, if anything, I think that this this period that we're in now is hopefully going to reignite people's belief in passion for doing something as being a motivator. As yeah. as a, as a I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope so. But we'll I see. I hope so. but this is this is exciting and I'm genuinely really excited for you because I think that you well I don't even think I'm going to change my rhetoric I know that's that's the difference I know that you can be successful at this because I know how good you are at what you do and how hard-working you are and that coupled with the fact it is something that you believe in something that you have uh, an investment in yeah I I think this is going to be all kinds of ace.
1: Thank you. I do feel a lot of pressure. Everyone keeps telling me that they know they know that I will be successful. I'm like, oh my
0: god. But you've got to no. ride that. you just got to take that. You've got to use that <laughs> as fuel. You've got to use that. Manifest it. Yeah, absolutely. To kind of step into some woo-woo territory. So you do have to manifest it. If you cannot imagine it being successful, it's not going to happen. Period. Yes. If you cannot envision what you are trying to do, don't even bother to start Because if you come out the gate and you're just like, well, it's not likely to, is it? Then, newsflash, (laughs) it isn't at all.
1: Do you manifest stuff then? Are you a little
0: bit into woo-woo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a little bit into woo-woo. I am really into the idea of positive manifestation, of creating imagery in your head. The amount, and this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but I don't care because I'll put it out there. This is going to sound ridiculous. But I have on a number of occasions imagined what it would be like to go on a TV talk show about a book that I've written. I've imagined sitting down doing podcasts with other people talking about stuff that I've done. And yeah. I have played it in my head almost as if it's like a future premonition. And that sounds really arrogant. I know it does. but at No, the same I don't think so. Time, but at the same time, if I just sit there and think, oh, well, let's let's imagine what it will be like in two years. And the image that comes to my head is just a folder on my laptop that no one opens but me. What is that going to achieve?
1: Nothing. No, I like Like, that. No, I do like that. And I think that that is, it shows like how open you are, because I think you're a little bit like me and you'll try a bit of anything, mm -hmm. you know, like all these um, fun crazy things that you'll try (laughs) you've tried before yeah um so have you ever done uh well I don't know what it's called is it self-affirmations where you look yourself in the mirror and you have a word with yourself but like
0: no, it's a proper thing. I haven't. But um, Andy, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, has done and we were talking about this. I'm going to try and if I've got them to hand. Yeah. So we were talking about affirmations and this is something that she's been doing. And I really like these. I'm going to use these again. These came up a couple of weeks ago. But she um, was talking to me about affirmations and I asked for specific ones that she's been using. And she has yeah. three key affirmations that she gave me. And they are, I have everything I need. I can survive anything and thrive, and I can take care of myself even when I want to harm myself
1: They're fantastic ones. It is hard though. Have you tried it? Have you actually like looked yourself in the mirror and talked to yourself I haven't it's hard, it's really hard. My um, professional development coach made me do it in a room with her when we were, like, talking through some stuff. And I just broke down in tears the first time I did it. Like, for for the first 10 seconds, I felt stupid as hell. And then for the next 10 seconds, I was like, wow, when you talk, your face is weird. And (laughs) And then I just started crying.
0: Why do you think you started crying?
1: Um. But, right, so you do it because you tell yourself something that you don 't really believe until you believe it don 't you and I think it was I think she'd maybe told myself me to say something to myself like oh, i can 't even remember what she said, but it was kind of like you are strong and you are powerful, and you like you you were great i don 't know it was like someone telling me I was wonderful it 's just a weird thing to say looking at yourself in a mirror and saying it it's just hard do
0: you think it came from the sense that you were actually allowing yourself to be kind to yourself in an external fashion not just like thinking okay I'm a good person but actually verbalizing it as if you were talking to somebody else
1: yeah probably yeah probably because it is very easy to be nice and be kind and be complimentary to other people but it outwardly Saying it to yourself, it's that's that's like weird. That's like a compliment from yourself,
0: right? I was just about to say that takes us back to compliments. You know, <laughs> if you can't receive a compliment from a stranger or somebody that you know, how can you receive a compliment from yourself? Like, a, like yeah, yeah, that's something that I have an issue with. Like, I've always had an issue with being kind to myself and nice to myself. I'm good and in recognizing what I can do and what I can't do and kind mm. of doing the things that i think i can do while well, i'm even doing it now i'm doubting my own abilities and skills <laughs>
1: do not doubt yourself malcolm
0: but um yeah actually being kind to myself and nice about myself and recognizing strengths and abilities has been an issue for me so i have not tried the mirror based um, uh, affirmations but i do you know? What, as a piece of homework, I think I'm going yeah, to try it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah.
1: Please do it and let me know how you get on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it probably won't surprise you to know that I actually haven't done my affirmations homework just yet, but uh, it's it's going to happen at some point. I'm determined to actually do it at some point. I'm just, uh, I'm not quite there yet. Maybe I need to be, though. Maybe that's the thing that's going to help me power through the next, like, three to four weeks. <laughs> just uh, psyching myself up in the mirror, shouting compliments at myself in the mirror. Maybe that's what's going to do it. Anyway, that was the first of two conversations with, as I said at the top of the show, the always delightful, always wonderful, always illuminated Rachel, Shaw, How's them sucks, huh? Right? Told you. Told you. I absolutely loved sitting down. I love sitting down and talking with Rachel anyway, but getting to sit and talk about the reasons why she's done what she's done and talk about like just everything involved with it. I mean, if you were going to pick somebody out of a crowd that's going to succeed at something they care about, she would be the person. She's got the skills, she's got the knowledge, she's got the know-how, she's got the drive, the determination, she's got the passion, the care, the enthusiasm for it as well, because that's a huge part of it. So whether you are just making things at your kitchen table and selling them on Etsy, or you have an eco-based business plan that can affect the community... And you need some guidance. You maybe are looking to find areas where you can grow. You may be looking to strengthen some of the potential weaknesses in your business. Or you're just looking at how to get out there and expand an idea that you have. I'm telling you, she's the person you need to go and speak to. And I'm going to plug her to the moon and back. You can find links to all of her stuff at hyphen outcom that's probably going to be the easier way we'll use that as a little jump in uh, launch pad a sort of jumping portal for you to get to all the places Rachel is at but you can also go directly to the source as well if you are uh, at, at the hands of a browser right now if you've got your little phone in your hand if you're at a laptop then the place you want to go to is rachelshawconsulting.co.uk I'm going to spell that for you real quick that's R-A-C-H-A-E-L that's the spelling of Rachel, so that's R-A-C-H-A-E-L, Shaw, S-H-A-W, consulting, as in consulting, .co.uk, Consulting.co.uk. But as I said, I'm going to put all the links to her website, to her social media stuff, all of that you can find at dimed-out.com. I'm also going to be plugging that through my social media stuff this week as well, so if you do follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find links to it there. But honestly, I am so behind this. I'm so excited for this. I, I just, you know, knowing her the way I do, knowing what she can bring to the dance in terms of what she's doing, I, I, it's it's a no brainer. This is it's going to be something pretty, pretty special. I have so much faith in what she's doing and uh, just so much support, again, for just people in general that are doing something they Love something that is just them, you know. You know, when somebody you can just tell, you can just tell when somebody is just so invested in something or they are projecting themselves into what they do, it just shines. Speaking of which, I'm about to tell you more about what you can expect for the last section of the first season, what you can expect before the season finale, yeah it just sounds so good right season finale so you've got next week and we are going to be talking with rachel again but we're going to be talking about as i said at the top of the show about sort of alternative medicine alternative practices self-help self-healing betterment we get into what we refer to uh what we refer to on this episode as woo woo stuff but we kind of get more into it so we're talking about uh yin yoga and crystal reiki stuff gong baths uh forest bathing Uh, cupping, Chinese medicine. So if you're into all of that stuff, if you do like yourself a little bit of woo-woo, then that is definitely one for you. If not, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Listen to it anyway. It may open your eyes to something you didn't know existed. It certainly did that for me a number of times. I will tell you that for sure. Keeping it on a woo-woo tip, for episode 23, I'm actually going to be going through my dream journal. Yes, that's right. Uh During the whole covid era, I like many people, have had quite a bit of insomnia, some weird sleeping patterns, and even weirder dreams. You know, some of them are particularly strange, so i'm going to be reading through my dream journal verbatim and using some different sources to find out what they uh, you know allegedly mean. Yeah, I, I'm a touch sceptical and all of that, but it should be interesting to, to maybe try and decode what I've been telling myself subconsciously during this whole COVID mess at night time. So yeah, episode 23 is going to be my dream journal, which um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what that brings up. Episode 24 is just in time for my favourite holiday of the year. That's right, Halloween. I'm going to my horror movie expert, Mr. Joe Mayer's. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. I can always clarify that when I speak to him. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking to Joe, who is my horror aficionado. I want to talk to him about the genre, why it appeals to so many people, why it's still going strong after so many decades. But more importantly, just in time for Halloween, where all of us are hopefully going to be staying indoors safe. Protecting ourselves and other people. I wanted to ask him and pick his brain more specifically about some horror films he would recommend. Compile a short list of lesser known, obscure horror films that you may not have heard of or seen, hopefully. That way, you know, you can sink your, your fangs into some fresh veins. ...of horror films for your Halloween weekend. And then, after all of that spooktacular stuff... ...episodes 25 and the season finale 26... ...are going to happen in very quick succession. They're going to be very raw, barely edited... ...and they're just kind of going to be hot takes... ...on pre-election and post-election. Which, really, Halloween aside... ...that is the true horror show... ...that we're all sort of running through right now. Um... And that's how we're going to end. Yeah, we're going to end, hopefully, post November 3rd on an optimistic note. You know, it's it's honestly the, the season finale has not been written yet. I'm terrified as to what the final draft is going to be, but I'm staying optimistic that it's going to be uh, an upbeat, positive uh, way to finish things. And it's going to want us to come back for season two with uh, some sort of optimism and hope. And a and, and breath of, of fresh air. Because <sighs> God knows we all need it. So yeah, that is what you can expect in the final stretch of the first season. If you haven't already, then the best way that you can get on board for these last few episodes and support the show and listen to all the episodes that have come before is to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you get your podcasts from. We're pretty much available anywhere. So, yeah, if you seek, you more than likely will find. And if you do find, then you definitely should subscribe. It helps us out. And also it means you never, ever miss a show and you don't have to even lift a finger to listen to it. Well, maybe you do to start it, but you know what I mean. Makes life a lot more easier for you. So, yeah, do that. And if you feel extra helpful, give us a rating and a review. Yeah. Go check out the website as well, by the way, dimed-out.com. You can find all sorts of stuff there. Previous episodes, you can find some of the live streams that I've been doing, like on a bi-weekly period. Uh, you can you can learn more about Dime Down Disco, which happened this last week. The first, it's something I'm going to be doing every month, the first It was going to be Friday but I'm moving it to Sunday The first Sunday of every month I'm going to be doing some live streaming DJ sets I say DJ sets You know, they're not really I'm not at that level But it just makes it sound a little bit more legit So yeah, the first Sunday of every month We're going to be playing sort of a themed Playlist of music and just hanging out and chatting, uh, all sorts of good stuff. You can find that at the website as well, uh, along with other bits and pieces too, including a wonderful write up we got from the the presenter producer of On Being Human, which is another podcast. Brandy Fleck, she she recommended us as one of her five uh, recommendations, and it was an absolutely wonderful write up. And I just want to say on air, if uh, if you're listening, Brandy, thank you very much. That was incredibly sweet. Uh, So, yeah, go check that out. You can find all that stuff at the website. You can also find all the links to Rachel's stuff as well. So, yeah, if you are looking for some business strategy, as I said, she is the woman that you need to go see and you can find all of her stuff by going to dimed-out.com to the show notes for this episode and I'll put it all in there. So if you want to get in touch directly via social media or via the website, whatever, whatever is your preference, you can do so uh, by jumping off from our website, dimed-out.com. Dot com. Other than that, I think that's about it. I've gone way over my usual time, so it's, it's not good, is it? Anyway, uh, next week, Rachel is back. As I said, we're talking about some alternative medicine, self-healing, woo-woo shit. It's, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, it's going to be enlightened to some degree. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Other than that, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, look after yourself, guys. Seriously, look after yourselves and look after each other. And until next week, just just keep, keep tracking. Keep tracking, man. And uh, keep it dimed out. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay.